Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you all for tuning in on tonight for Praise Tabernacle Bible Study. I'd like to welcome everyone. Amen. And hoping that everyone uh, is encouraged on tonight and get a good word. Thank you for, of course, tuning in. Everybody could have been doing anything else, but you're here listening. Um, and we're definitely thanking you all for tuning in again and uh, for the panel. Thank you for those that are present um, and anyone that comes on. Of course, feel free to join in. And on tonight, um, definitely going to go uh, into the Word, take a deeper dive on tonight. And um, hopefully everyone gets an understanding. Hopefully um, we're able to get on the same page. I do have a encouraging word on tonight um, that I'll be able to um, give you all on tonight. Uh, and we're going to go right into prayer and uh, get into the word. Amen. Lord Jesus, coming to you tonight, Lord, asking that you would just continue to uh, just be in the midst of your Holy Spirit, Lord, on tonight to be able to just take over the Bible study, Lord, and allow us all to get a good understanding on the word, on what thus says the Lord on tonight, Father God. I'm asking that, Lord, you would just uh, continue to keep the saints safe, Lord, those that are um, listening, they may be traveling, Lord, ask that you would give them traveling mercies on today, Father God. Also, Lord, I'd like to thank you for everyone tuning in, Lord, um, asking that um, you would just open their hearts and minds up on tonight, Father. Thank you for uh, the panel that's able to give in, Father God. I ask that you would be able to uh, uh, give them something as well, Lord, and we'd just like to thank you, Lord, as we uh, get into this message on tonight, Lord. I ask that you would just continue to work on the Bible study. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen, saints. Amen. So, again, um, on tonight, we're going to be coming from um, Acts, the 18th chapter. Uh, anyone that would have your Bible, please turn to Acts, the 18th chapter. And the topic is going to come out of verse 9. The topic is going to come out of verse 9. Amen. So, without further ado, we're going to get into the scripture. And the word of the Lord reads, Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. And then verse 10 says, For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. Amen. And we're going to take our topic uh, from the beginning portion of verse 9. Again, I'm going to read that part. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. All right. And from the topic, what we got on tonight is it's only a matter of time. 
We're going to be teaching from the topic. It's only a matter of time. And, again, I'd like to thank everyone listening. Thank the, the panel. Hope everyone receives an encouraging word on tonight. And tonight we're going to go over what I would call the assignment and the vision. So first we're going to go over Paul um, and, and his assignment. Uh, and Paul was traveling to Corinth. And he later met with, you know, uh, two two of uh, his brothers in Christ, um, Silas and Timothy. And Timothy, um, and his assignment was to preach the gospel. But sometimes, while we're on the assignment, things begin to happen. Things begin to change. So tonight, I want to encourage everyone that is listening to understand the assignment. And understand that when it comes to the vision, it's only a matter of time. So let's look at verse 5. And, again, my goal on tonight, um, time permitting, is to be able to give you a couple examples, if I can, from from the New Testament and uh, hopefully go to the Old Testament as well if we can. Um, So let's look at verse 5. And the word of the Lord reads, And when Silas and Timothy were come come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Amen. According to the word, Paul was pressed in the spirit. He was compelled enough to testify of Jesus being Christ to the Jews. And I know, you know, sometimes... We may get pressed, you know, as well, but, you know, how often are we bold enough to speak up? How often are we uh, pressed in the spirit in that way to where we want to uh, uh, um, profess Christ, right? So Paul was preaching, just a, a little background, Paul was preaching in the synagogues every Sabbath to both Jews and the Greeks. And, of course, you know, some folks took issue with what he was saying. Remember, because he's coming out, like you're saying, and he's coming out, you know, preaching Jesus is Christ, you know. And, of course, the Jews took issue with Jesus, right? So let's look on, uh, like I say, on to uh, on the verse 6. And the word reads, And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, He shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. So, so far within these two scriptures, we see how um, you can be doing the work of the Lord and folks can still flip out on you. you You got those kind of folks that, you know, didn't want to hear it you know, and they we even went as far as to blaspheme, you know, as, as far as blasphemy, you know. And after this, you know, after, you know, dealing with this for so long, you know, sometimes, you know, as we know, preaching can get hard, teaching can get hard. So Paul said, you know, he was pretty much through with the Jews and changed to the Gentiles. He like, look, I, I'm not dealing with this. I'm about to deal with the Gentiles, right? So, you know, I want 
I want you all um, that are listening to understand that, you know, sometimes the things that we go through and these things that upset us, sometimes these things happen to us, you know, on purpose. Sometimes these things happen to us on purpose because it's all a part of the plan. You know, so sometimes even though it may seem a little bit funny, it may seem like, well, why is this going on? Why is this happening to me? Sometimes it's happening for a greater purpose. So sometimes things happen to us, and I like to say this um, before, sometimes things happen to us on purpose to fulfill his purpose, meaning the Lord, and give us a life with purpose. So that means that Everything is going according to plan, regardless of how it looks, regardless of a different situation that may happen, regardless of a hiccup, as I want to call it. Even though things happen along your journey, you're still going forward on your journey. Amen. So sometimes these things happen on purpose. So the assignment was changed. Paul wants to deal with the Gentiles. And, of course, as we know, knowing more about Paul, that's who he mainly began to deal with was the Gentiles. He preached to the Gentiles. Because, you know, as we know, anybody that's been uh, witnessing and speaking to anyone, you already know that you can't win everybody. And when you try and try, but all you get is rejection after rejection, it's okay to move on. And if that door opens again, you know, later on, then fine. If not, fine, because you did your part. Amen. But the encouraging part of it all is that this situation wasn't the end of his ministry, but a shift towards the the Gentiles in Corinth. And because of this, we have the two epistles of the Corinthians, well, to the Corinthians. And sometimes when we are in that moment of turmoil, sometimes when things have, you know, it seems like, you know, folks cut up on us. Sometimes when we're in that moment of turmoil, you know, we don't know that this was all a part of a bigger plan because the truth is it doesn't um, always feel like that. It doesn't always feel like, you know, it's a part of the plan, but it is. So sometimes the assignment makes you feel some type of way. But it's only a matter of time before you understand the vision. And anybody got anything to say before I go go any further on that? Open the floor at this time. Any questions or any comments? Anybody that, you know, just wanted to speak on maybe your own experiences um, or anything? Amen. Can can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, great, great. Yeah, man, this this, um, very thought-provoking. My mind goes back to, in most cases, the gospel, in order for it to have have spread it the way it did, persecution had to come. and we we can all look in look in our lives, and you may not have been persecuted uh, per se like Paul was, but some type of trial or tribulation happened somewhere in your life um, that most of us can reflect on to say, well, it it 
took that in order for me to really get close to God. It took that for me to, you know, spread um, the word or the ministry. It took some type of persecution or some type of testing that helped mature me and develop me. Uh, that, that test turned into a testimony, but I had to go through something um, and and I I've preached the message before, and I might and I I feel the Lord's laid on my heart. I may preach it Sunday um, from this subject. I don't look like what I've been through, and I was earlier today. I was meditating on the three Hebrew boys, which is a very familiar uh, passage of scripture. But to see the persecution that those young men also. Uh, Daniel, the young men that they went through, but they held on to their conviction. They held on to the teachings um, of God. So, you know, a lot of times come not to not to take us out, but to make us stronger. And also, it gets us to um, the word to to spread. Because you you just made a, a great point. You know, we we get stuck on a certain group of people. You know, I mean, yeah, we all want our family saved, but shouldn't we want somebody else's family, you know, saved? Yes, you want your brother and your right. sisters and your children. You want all them saved, but they're not the only ones that God has placed in your path for you to witness to. You know, what about that person in the grocery store? What about that coworker? You know, uh, yes, you want to witness to your family, but, but keep in mind others other people's families, you know, they got souls that are at stake, and God will put you, he'll let something happen, maybe maybe it'll cause a rift in your family since you're so concentrating on your family all the time. God will allow something to happen in your family to get y'all, uh, for whatever reason, not to be seeing eye to eye, to get you to go somewhere else. You know, you, you're stuck in one area, and God is trying to push you somewhere else, but you just refuse to go. So how does God get you? <laughs> how does he get you to go? How does he get you to leave a place of familiarity? How does he get you to leave a place of comfort? Well, he got to let the comfort go. He got to pull the comfort from you. He's got to pull you out of that comfort zone in order to get you to fulfill the calling and the need and the ministry that, that, that he's called you to. But if you, you know, if you just stay in your comfort zone and God allowed you to stay there, think about it. Even when you, when you, in, when you go to bed at night, you really don't go to sleep till you find that, that comfort, you know, that comfort spot. When you got your pillows right, when the air or the heat or whatever is right, when everything is right, then it's, it's easier, you know, for you to go to sleep. And, and you know, you, when you get comfortable, you know, it, it's easy to go to sleep, not unless you got a, unless you got uh, some kind of sleep disorder. You know, it's hard to go to sleep when you're uncomfortable. You know, you'll toss and turn, you'll you'll do all kind of things. But once you find that that comfort zone, then it's easy to go to sleep, and that's what happened. That and that's what has happened to a lot of believers. We've we've fallen asleep. We've been comfortable, and God has to allow things to come so that we can spread this gospel, spread this word to somebody else. So, uh, so far, man, this is good. I know you only, you've only only covered a couple of verses, but uh, that struck my nerve right there. Thank you, Minister Stover. 
Amen. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that, Pastor, you know, to be able to, you know, like put it into perspective that, you know, we're we're on here, like you said, we're here to, to spread the good news. We're here to talk about the Lord, and we can't try to keep it all to ourselves, you know, even though, um, you know, life comes at you, life gets to happening or whatever, but we, we still got a job to do. We still got an assignment. So we have to make sure that we're we're on the assignment, even if the assignment changes, you know. Um, and, and that's more, you know, uh, some of the stuff that I'm uh, wanting to bring out that, of course, you know, sometimes the assignment change. And sometimes those changes, you know, are a good thing. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes change can happen and it may feel bad at the moment, but it's all for a, a, a good good purpose. It's all for, you know, a bigger plan. Amen. So anybody anybody else got anything they want to want to add? That was that was good, Pastor. All right. Um All right. I did um No, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I I was just going to say that I was um, getting through the book of Ezekiel, and today I was on, I think it's chapter 3 or 4, but God was speaking to Ezekiel, and he told him, if you don't go and speak to these people and do what I'm telling you to do, then their blood is going to be on your head. And I was thinking today to myself, like, Wow, what if God said that to every single one of us, that if we didn't go and speak and preach what we're supposed to, that we would be held responsible for the lives that we're supposed to speak to where we all live differently, walk differently, act differently with the sense of urgency and the need to share these words with these people that we interact with. So I think it's, I think it's nothing but God that this is what you're talking about on tonight. So it's very, very important to hear what you're saying. Absolutely. I I definitely appreciate that. You know, it's tonight, you know, God is just um, you know, moving in a in a in a direction as to where, you know, he's he definitely providing an encouraging word. So, um as long as, you know, everybody um, you know, listening, um I appreciate everybody chipping in right now. I mean the Lord is really, you know, providing some words of encouragement by way of, you know, everybody commenting. So everything is all pulling this all together, and I, I thank y'all um, absolutely because when, when, I, when I tell you that, you know, this um, set of scriptures that we're going over, this scenario um, definitely uh, touched me and blessed me because, you know, sometimes you get in the middle of a, a situation and sometimes you don't know that uh, down the line, this, uh, you know, it's like, man, this all made sense. It's all... Um, was put together because, like I said, you know, down the line, uh, Paul, of course, is going to uh, uh, get to the point where, you know, he's establishing the church out there, that he's writing to um, the Corinthians and stuff like that. But in that present moment, you know, if I'm not mistaken, um, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, so that this is still in the in the beginning portion of that. So imagine, you know, again, just, application imagine being in that moment and you can't even see that far down the road you can't even see that this is going to happen that uh this situation was a part was a turning point for something greater in the future sometimes we don't know that 
that's the that's the point, you know, that this had to happen so that, you know, greater can happen down the line. So I'm just here to encourage you, you know, whoever's listening, that could be a different scenario in your life. You may have something that you're going through at the current moment that's going to be greater um, later on. It's going to be a part of your story that you're going to be able to tell everyone, well, you know, look at how it turned out. You know, it, it didn't feel good, but look at how it turned out. Um and let's jump back in in verse uh, 7 uh, on down. You read 6 again. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment, so called, you know, shook the dust off, so to speak, and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own head. I am clean. From henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. So that's the change of assignment, so to speak, in this uh and what we're going over. And then verse 7, And he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshiped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. Now, where he was just preaching there, synagogue, right? And in verse 8, And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. So with those two verses, it shows the importance of continuing to preach and to show love despite the adversity, despite the situation at hand. See, Paul left the synagogue and went to another believer's house named Justice. Just so happened to live next door, live right by the synagogue, um, and from there, it was also Crispus, uh, the chief ruler of the synagogue, a Jew, right? So according to the word, he believed in the Lord in his household. Also, many of the Corinthians heard Paul, Paul um, heard his preaching, and believed and were baptized. So now let's let's look at it like this. So now, what if you know Paul would have been would have completely given up? During the first sign of adversity, this might not have happened, you know, just, you know, adding the application. We know that, it, you know, this ended up happening. But sometimes you can run across a situation that can kind of de- deter you or kind of derail you. But if you stop right there, you're going to miss the mark. You're not going to end up getting to where you need to be with your destination. But just because those things will end up knocking you off doesn't mean that you can't get right back on track. So meaning that even though adversity comes, even though something happens, you got to continue on because this is why, you know, it's important. This is why, you know, you can't give up no matter the situation, no matter the obstacles that you face, you know, along the way, don't give up. And also, this is the exact reason why you still want to show love to everybody because, again, he already had a situation and here he go right around the corner from where he had a situation, right, where they rejected him. Uh, well, you know, of course, more so, more so rejecting the word uh, that he was preaching of the Lord. And now you're right back in that same area, and you still continue to do what you're doing, amen, but you, you uh, end up reaching more people. You still end up reaching some Jews. You still end up reaching some people. You may not end up getting everybody, but that word is still effective, 
to the point where somebody is still going to catch on. So you can't feel as if uh, nobody gets it. It just means that maybe they didn't get it. Maybe a couple didn't get it. Maybe, uh, you know, half the folks didn't get it, whatever the case is. But it wasn't that everybody didn't get it. So this is why it's, it's important to continue on and continue to press on because you never know just how it's going to turn. Like we say, look in this word in, in verse 8, and said, In Christmas, the chief ruler of the synagogue believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing, what they were hearing was Paul's preaching and believed and were baptized. So he still was able to do his assignment even right then. Regardless of the adversity, he still was able to work on his assignment and still was able to continue to preach the word regardless of the situation. So that's where we have to be encouraged regardless of the situation. Um, and let's go on to, to verse, verse 9 and 10. And the, and the word reads, Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Our topic verse, be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this place, in this city. So that even that latter portion is just, you know, God just really uh, standing by, amen, and saying ain't, ain't nothing about to happen to you like that. You know, so this is. Uh, the vision that the Lord, you know, this is the vision. You know, the Lord said, be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. Paul, keep doing what you're doing. I got your back. Regardless of this, some of those folks are rejecting you. I got your back. And not only that, I'm going to make sure that they don't hurt you. So that's where the word backs up the word. Like it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And, of course, we understand that even with that, that means that no weapons formed will prosper. It doesn't mean that you're not going to still have some issues that somebody's not going to try it. Oh, somebody's going to try it they're not going to be successful. So even though they're going to try Paul, they're not going to be uh, uh, successful. So these are encouraging words from the Lord. And what I take from this is when adversity hits, a word from the Lord hits harder. Let me say that again. When adversity hits, a word from the Lord hits harder. So God already knows what you're going through the same way he knew what Paul was going through but he still let him know that he's on the right track and no one can stop him. Amen. So it's great to know, amen, that you have a great support system. And there's no greater support system than having the Lord on your side. And also, we have to understand that sometimes, listen to this, sometimes, Division causes division because everybody ain't going to agree and everybody ain't going to be on your side. So you can't get, uh, you can get a word from the Lord today 
and, and somebody gonna switch up on you tomorrow. You like I said, you can get a, a word from the Lord today, and somebody gonna switch up on you tomorrow. Amen. And it might not be everybody, but somebody gonna switch up. And in Paul's case, I mean, the vision caused division because with the with the Jews, uh, he was only able to reach some, but there were many others that went after him. Went after him. Amen. So that was the division. There were still some that tried it, as we're going to get to uh, right afterwards when they began to press Paul. Amen. But the word of the Lord is true. And he says, for I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. See, people can only try to do but so much, but it's only a matter of time before the Lord steps in. And when the Lord steps in, there's nothing you can do. Anybody got any uh, comments on that one? I'd like to, you know, open the floor or any comments. And... No, you you gonna have to you gonna have to write that down. Uh, with every vision comes division. You gonna have to you gonna have to patent that. You gonna have to put that down. Uh, <laughs> might have to take that. But that that is so true. Um, uh, that is so true, and the God knows I'm a, I'm a witness to that. With every vision, there comes division. Um, let's understand: everybody can't go everywhere with you. Okay, everybody can't go everywhere with you. There are some places that God is trying to take you, and you're trying to carry certain folk that have become more of a burden than a helper. Okay, and what happens is the more weight, that's another message I'm working on too, the more weight you carry, the slower you become. Okay, the more weight you carry, the slower you become. So a lot of us, we're trying to carry folk, we're trying to carry their problems, we're trying to carry their issues, we're trying to carry their craziness, we're trying to carry them and whatever else that comes, the baggage that comes with them, and instead of us progressing, we we are regressing. I guess that's what it is. In other words, instead of us going pressing forward, we're going backwards. So, with, with the vision, you 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 must understand. Even though you want to take everybody, and you want this one, sometimes it's the, it's the ones that you you think going to be with you, that's, that's there to help support what God is showing you. And you, you would think that those would be the ones that's going to stand by and support it uh, 100%, but that's not always them. Okay, sometimes God will remove them because he have others that will help push you to that next level. Okay, so with, with oh, that's good, Mr. Tober, with the vision, Okay, with the vision, there there comes a division, and and be okay, be okay. We we got to mature and grow to the point where it's okay to lose some folk. Okay, it's all right to lose some folk. Everybody ain't, ain't meant to be with you the whole time, and that's okay. Okay, that's okay as long as God is with you. Okay, and that's what He told Paul. I got some other folk. Okay, they, there's going to be things going to happen, but I got you. I'm going to take care of you. 
So uh, thank you for that, Mr. Tober. Absolutely. Thank thank you, Pastor. Um, to be able to put that into perspective again, like everybody can't can go with you, man. We, we can try as much as as much as we like, but sometimes that division is there and it's there for a reason. Um, and, and we can't try to fight it. We got to let that happen so that we can get to the completion of the vision, you know. So that's what it's what it's all about. It's all about you know um, getting to to the the end goal. Hey man, anybody got anything else? Any any other um, comments before we move on? Amen. So this um, reminds me of when we used to do, um, I guess, evangelistic night, um, I believe it's called, when we would go around to the different communities out in uh, Lawrenceville. And, you know, we would go out there like the Jehovah Witnesses, but for a different agenda and knock on the doors and, you know, um, invite people out to the church, um, give them an encouraging word or, you know, just pray with people or, um, lead them um, into the words of prayer, you know, for the people that needed to be saved or just give their life back to Christ for the, um, you know, families that may have already known Christ but have fallen, you know, short. Um, and I remember one day, I can't remember who it was, even if I won't call out a name anyhow, um, Pastor was, like, cracking jokes on one of the members because something happened at one of the doors and they kind of, like, ran away from the door versus like standing there boldly. So I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do? If we go to a door and, you know, somebody doesn't want us there or they, you know, slam the door or, or, or cuss us out or whatever, he said, you go to the next door. And I'm like, what? Like, why is it that simple? But he said, you go to the next door. And so verses nine and 10, when Jesus is speaking to to Paul, be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man will hurt thee. City, it kind of, you know, brings me back to that moment when we were out in the city and we were doing the work of the Lord and we were speaking to random people, not knowing if we would be accepted or rejected, not knowing if they would open the door or not, but we took that chance because we wanted to spread the word. So it still ties in, be not afraid, but speak. You speak to somebody, spread the gospel, spread the good the good news of Jesus Christ. Talk to someone about the Lord because He's gonna be there with you because you are you're doing His work, you're doing a good work. So don't don't be afraid and just know that He will have you covered no matter what the situation is. Amen. Um, thank you, wife. Um, she definitely put a lot of things in perspective at that point um and what i would like to speak on piggyback off of uh, what you were saying with um with witnessing right so that brought me in, into um the point of like like you're saying when we go out and witnessing that's more so into here not only how you brought out with verse nine but you know, there's also a part of it in, in, in verse 6 because when we think about witnessing, and this had came to my mind, I'm going to paraphrase it, but, you know, Jesus sent the uh, disciples out two by two, uh, you know, to preach into the city. And 
anyone that did not receive, you know, um, that rejected, you would shake off the dust of your feet um, as a testimony against them. So when Paul ended up preaching um, to the Jews here in the church in Corinth, when he, uh, of course, when they rejected then, in verse 6, it says he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon you, upon your own heads, for I am clean. Henceforth I go to the Gentiles. So he ended up doing the same thing. So we, we got to understand that, you know, there's a lot of connections within, within the Bible. So, you know, you, you know, definitely spot on with that. And we have to get back to, you know, doing more of those type of things, going out and evangelizing like we're supposed to. So uh, that is definitely a, a, a good thing. And if somebody rejects you, that's what as the words say. You, you can shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them because it's not, it's not uh, as Pastor would say, it's not you that they're rejecting. They're rejecting God. They're rejecting the Lord. So you don't take it personal um, when you get out there and you're doing the Lord's work. Uh, somebody's going to end up rejecting you. It's going, you know, it may hurt your feelings or something like that. But again, it ain't, it ain't about. It's not about you at that moment. They're rejecting the Lord, you know. So that's where you have to pick yourself up. Like uh, verse nine says, "Be not afraid, but speak and hold and hold not thy peace." So that's when you have to continue to speak. So that's the encouragement, regardless of if somebody want to get in the way. You go ahead and do what you're supposed to be doing. Complete the vision. Amen. So verse 11, I'm going to go 11 on the uh, 13. And he continued thereafter a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. And when Galileo was the deputy of Achaia, ooh, I think however you say that, Achaia, the Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul and brought him to judgment to the judgment seat, saying, This fellow persuaded men to worship God contrary to the law. Now, again, after the vision was given, Paul understood the assignment. And here comes the test. You know, here comes the adversity. Again, there's always, like Pastor said earlier, there's always going to be a test uh, for the testimony, right? So here comes the test. And remember what Jesus had just said. Jesus had already said, um, be not afraid, but speak and not hold thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set upon thee, you know, set upon thee to hurt thee. So here it goes. Even though um, God said that, of course, there's somebody that's going to try, but they will not be successful. So they're already trying to get in motion to be against Paul. So this is where the division happens again. But look at Paul and his consistency. It said, and Paul continued there a year and six months teaching the word of God. So we have to be consistent. Even in the midst of turmoil, even when things are going on, you've got to be consistent because things will change. You just have to be consistent. You, I mean, there's only, you know, uh, as I say, as the topic says, it's only a matter of time. And it's only a matter of time before things begin to change. So you just have to be consistent and do what you're supposed to do. So Paul was teaching and preaching for a year and a half, 
and he had enough of it, and they tried to stop him. I mean, they tried to stop Paul. You know, but you can't stop what God has in motion. Let me say that again. But you can't stop what God has in motion. The Jews were more concerned about upholding the law versus soul winning. So evidently, they didn't understand the assignment. They were far more concerned about the law and, and, and understanding that, hey, we got to follow the law. He's teaching contrary to the law. That's more what they was concerned about. They wasn't concerned about soul winning and what Paul was doing was to a greater effect because he's winning folks to Christ. So you're not, you're not worried about that. You're not supporting that. You are worried about the fact that he ain't preaching the same thing that y'all talking about. And, see, that's where the division happens because he's already been given the vision to go ahead, and he hasn't held his peace. He spoke up. Like the Lord said, he's going to speak up, right? But then the division comes where they want to try to stop it. They want to try to say, well, this fellow persuaded men to worship God contrary to the law. Just because you do things a little bit different don't mean that it's wrong. You know, he's over here and he's preaching sound doctrine. That don't mean that it's wrong because it's contrary to the law. Because they don't understand that Christ came and fulfilled the law, but they're still stuck on the law. Therefore, they're going to be held by the law. Uh, but that's a story for another time. And I'm here to tell y'all that it's important for you to understand the assignment. So Paul understood the assignment, but like I said, evidently the Jews didn't understand the assignment. But it's okay because everybody don't understand the vision. And when they don't understand the vision, it causes division. So that's what I want to um, I want to um, say as far as our New Testament. Um, as far as our New Testament scripture reading, and I would like to end once we go to our um, our uh, Old Testament. Like I say, we're just gonna make this uh, make this quick. If y'all don't y'all don't mind before going forward, we're gonna go to Habakkuk 2, 1 through 3. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going I'm to close up in here. So this is uh, the New Testament. I want to keep you all encouraged. Verse 1 through 3, Habakkuk 2, 1 through 3. Listen to this. I know we heard this before, right? I will stand upon my watch in Habakkuk this is uh this is Habakkuk speaking. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, that's important, y'all, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come and it will not tarry. Amen. So within those scriptures, uh, we want to focus on the application here. I'm not going to go too much into the, the, the actual meaning, but we got Habakkuk that's developed a, a definite um, – connection with the Lord and coming to the Lord with a complaint and different things that he see wrong within the city, right? 
but he has a relationship with the Lord to be able to do so. And the Lord is letting him know how he's going to change things and what he's going to do about the current state and the current situation of what's going on. So that's where we get the answer where he says, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he, uh, he may run if that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. So with these scriptures, um, we have to understand, again, we see how the vision causes division. Amen. God can give a vision so great that some folks ain't got no choice but to hate. Say that again. God can give a vision so great that some folks ain't got no choice but to hate. So we got to watch out for those vision killers. We got to watch out for those folks that try to get in the way. So regardless of if the Lord, amen, this is for, for anybody, um, not only just, you know, of course, uh, of course spiritually for if the Lord reveals something unto you, but also if you got something that uh, you want the Lord to bless and things of that nature, you want to be able to, to work on these things and give them to the Lord, right? But we got to understand that, uh, for the vision is yet at an appointed time. So we have to wait on these things to transpire. If the Lord gives you a vision, the Lord said that it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But we have to wait. Even though it may take a while, we got to be encouraged and understand that God is going to fulfill, fulfill those promises. He's going to fulfill the vision. So when he gives you a vision, Understand that it's going to happen, regardless of what happens in between. Remember, Paul had situations that happened in between, but it don't matter what happened. He still ended up establishing the church in Corinth, Corinth, which we know as the epistles uh, that he wrote to the Corinthians. Here we see that regardless of what's going on with Habakkuk, he's going to uh, see the ending of this. So I'm here to encourage you all tonight regardless of the situation, then it's only a matter of time before God brings the vision into fruition, meaning that before he completes the vision. It's only a matter of time. So just make sure that you all understand the assignment, regardless of whatever is going on, regardless of the adversity, no matter who wants to come to try to test it, just stay on track because it's only a matter of time. And Pastor, um, that's it for me. I open the floor for anybody that got any final comments or, or, or questions from here, and I hope you all were encouraged. All right. Great, great. Man, that, that's good. I got something else. I, when you were saying that, something else popped off in my spirit, but I, I, I hold for a second. Anybody else, any, any other, anyone else on the panel got any final words on tonight? All right, all right. Well, we praise God for that, man. That was that was good. Um, as I as I close, I'm gonna give the offering information. But my mind, uh, my spirit thought about uh, the the person that we was talking about tonight, uh, Paul, and his whole encounter, his first initial encounter 
with Jesus. He lost his vision. He lost his vision in order to gain his vision. Y'all remember he well, was Saul, and, and most just say that was just the difference of uh, him, Saul, to Paul. And I know we preach, well, the Lord changed his name, and uh, he gave you a new name, but it was more or less from the, uh, I guess, from his Roman or Greek name, Gentile, or spelling of it to the Jewish or, you know, just depending on what uh, area of territory he was in, you know, like how if, you know, J-E-S-U-S with us, we know it's Jesus. That's the way we'll say it here in USA in our English language, but you got a lot of Spanish and uh, Mexicans, if you will, uh, people that that's Jesus, spelled the same way, you know, or whatever, or, you know, sound different, one letter here, whatever changes. So, in other words, uh, the light of Christ shined, not Paul to the ground. He lost his vision. I think I think it was for three days, and he had to go. God spoke to Ananias. Ananias told him, you know, go lay hands on Saul, Paul, what have you, uh, that he might receive his sight. <laughs> that he might receive his sight. Remember, he was persecuting. He was persecuting the believers. He was. You know, he was right there hauling them off, killing, and he was right there with them, with that crew that was doing all this. And and Ananias spoke back. Jesus said, Jesus, <laughs> you, know, you, you know about all this man done did, done did to us. And Jesus spoke back. And Ananias said, yeah, I know, but I have to show him how much he must suffer. I got to use him. You know, in other words, he was going to be the apostle to the Gentiles. So he lost his natural vision so God could really deal with him on his spiritual vision. And when Ananias laid hands, he received his natural vision back. But then it caused, as Minister Tober said tonight, it caused division. His vision caused division. So when he was... At one time, with these folk, he's going contrary to the law, so they would think, so they thought. But we know, we that are believers, as Minister Tober said, Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets. He fulfilled it, okay? So that division came that now, at one time, Saul, Paul, was with that crew. Now, that same group of people, that native people, them Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees that he was once in the midst of, Pharisee, now he's contrary. There's division. And can you imagine somebody that was just with you a couple of days, a couple of weeks prior, you know, doing all this stuff, and now all of a sudden they talk about what we was doing was wrong. They're preaching Christ now. A few weeks, a few days, a month or so prior, they was trying to crucify him and all the believers. And they went from that to now he's preaching Christ. So uh, with, with the vision, <laughs> there's going to be division. So Mr. Tobe, man, that was great. That was great. Great job on tonight. All right. Let's do our offering and then we'll, uh, we'll close. 
Uh, for anyone that would like to give to our outreach ministry, uh, you can do so. EA Ministry, that's to our extended arms ministry, EA Ministry. You can give to their dollar sign, EA Ministry, whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Also, to our local church, Praise Tabernacle Church, uh, dollar sign, PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign, PTC 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Once again, this has been another great Bible study led by Minister Kevin Tobert on tonight. Meet us if the Lord is coming on Sunday morning. We potentially got just one more service in our current location, and the Lord's will, the Lord is coming on first Sunday in October. We'll be moving to our new location. We was pretty much finalizing everything, all the paperwork and the insurance and everything uh, over the last couple of days. So y'all keep praying. Everything works out. Everything goes through. Uh, we should be in our new location uh, by first Sunday in October, which is October the 1st. So we thank God that the vision is still going. The vision is still moving. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you on tonight. We thank you for what our ears have heard, our hearts have felt on tonight, and even spiritually what our eyes have seen through this great gospel teacher and teaching the gospel message on tonight. And God, help us to follow the vision and help us to be able to see clearly and we thank you we appreciate you for all that you've done for us all that you're doing through us help us not to be ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God unto salvation and help us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to every man woman boy and girl and not be offended when we're rejected with the clear understanding that it's not us that they're rejecting but it's you and God, one, Paul said, one plants, another waters, God gives the increase. We just don't know what part of the season we are We are in when we're witnessing. It could be we're in that season of watering. It could be we're in that season of planting. But whichever season we're in, we're trusting you to give the increase. And as we're going to leave this place and have your presence, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Says us, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.